We probably shouldn't say cunt in no, this episode. Not. not this one. <laughs> not this one. No. Could say it in some other episodes. Not this one, though. Not at all. I found a quote from Madonna's publicist that I think would be a pretty good place to start. What was it? I love when people really hate Madonna. Madonna does, too. End quote. She's a troll. Proof that she's a troll. I would say congratulations oh. to both of them. She's basically the Donald Trump of pop music. <laughs> Today's your lucky fucking day because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to spend probably the next hour hating oh, on Madonna. There's no telling how long this episode's going to end this up being. This could be a two-parter. It very well may be. I hold the lock and you. We got to set some context for that. You hold the key. Are you aware that Madonna is the best-selling female solo artist in history? Yes. Only outsold by the Beatles or something? Yes. The Beatles are the best-selling female solo artist in history. Madonna's <laughs> right behind I'm them. I'm saying in general. What? In general. What's general? No, overall, she like the highest, the highest selling. You're high. Art. Oh my God. What was I doing? <laughs> I got so distracted. Oh, why do I have notifications for anything? I hate notifications. You should oh, definitely dude. have your phone in airplane mode right now. I got a kid, dude. Best selling female artist in history. It's safe to say a lot of people are already really mad at us just for they saw the title of this episode somewhere probably. Mm -hmm. I, who cares? But the other thing is that I think it's safe to say Rihanna is going to overtake Madonna in sales probably in our lifetime. Do you know that? That would be awesome. No, that'd be sick. You having to wait till yeah. you're done doing that? No, are we recording? Mm -hmm. We started with a quote from Madonna's publicist. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start over. No, no, no. This is my favorite episode of all time. I said, are you ready? <laughs> I love and it. And I hit no. record. I did not. <laughs> Fucking A. I love it. That's great. Publicist person, email us and let us know what you think of this episode. She loves it when people hate Madonna. They're going to fucking love this. I want Madonna to wear a shirt with our pictures on it. I'll send it to her. A t-shirt. We'll send her the shirt if she wears it because she loves it so much. She'll probably culturally appropriate it and add it to her merch line and sell it <laughs> and make a million dollars and not credit us at all. Yeah, that'd be great. And it would be the first time she'd ever done anything like that. The best female selling... Rihanna, Rihanna, let's do it. I mean, she's definitely going to overtake Madonna in sales. It was just fucking awesome. Rihanna is better than Madonna by a lot. Rihanna, if you're listening, put out another album. A good artist yeah. versus an uh, unforgivable artist? Yeah, not even a comparison. It, so here's the thing. I think that fans of Madonna's music probably think that she made timeless music. You know, like people are still enjoying Madonna, but that is not the case. In 2016, a professor at the University of Southern California asked a thousand young adults what they think about Madonna. What do you think they think about Madonna? They don't probably even know who she is. <laughs> well, I think they showed that. Like, what do you oh, think of okay. this person? Okay. Like, okay. check okay. this out. Okay. Look what I this person you. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like it? And three out of five called Madonna, quote, embarrassing. <laughs> Inauthentic was another word that got thrown around a lot. I don't know if they were shown footage of her speaking with a fake British accent for the six months that that happened. Yeah. I don't know. They even found that interviewees had a lower opinion of younger current artists if the younger current artist had collaborated with Madonna. Uh. When these people found out that Diplo and Nicki Minaj and Avicii, no idea if I'm saying that guy's name right, rest in peace, y'all. Uh, Madonna lost points when kids found out that they had worked. No, no, so, no, sorry, no, the artists. These yeah, artists yeah. lost points with yeah. these kids when these kids found out, oh, they, they work with her? Fuck them. Yeah, I got what you're saying. She actually brings famous people down a level. This is a sinking ship. This brand is not doing well in the year 2018. <laughs> diminishes the value of other artists. I will say that I am jealous of Madonna. I, her grill, her gold teeth. Yeah, her buck teeth in the Bitch and Madonna video. Oh, God. It's just embarrassing to watch the video. Really difficult to make it all the way through. I can't. I, I haven't. just scrub through it. I watch like 30-second clips. It's like someone put the Twitter trending page in a blender. Yeah. Here, look at all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why life sucks in one yeah. video clip. I would have respected it more <laughs> if she was like in a wheelchair at least wheeling around oh. or something like that. Bitch and Madonna, or change my diaper. 
diaper. <laughs> or her teeth fell out at some point in the video. <laughs> Starts singing and her teeth just go flying out of her mouth. There is one thing I'm jealous of Madonna over though. What? I wish, wish I had a quote of Tipper Gore saying anything remotely like this about me. Mm -hmm. Quote, popular culture is morally bankrupt, flagrantly licentious and utterly materialistic. And Madonna is the worst of all. End quote. Mm. I forgot that Tipper Gore was hardcore. Oh, like, she didn't fuck around. No, they were insane there for a minute. I kind of would like Tipper Gore to yell at me, I think. Dude, yeah, yeah. But this quote makes Madonna sound way cooler and more dangerous than she actually... Again, this is Tipper Gore who thinks that Madonna is the biggest yeah. threat that our children face. I mean, that's hilarious and cute. She's just looking for a target. Easy target. Uh, I don't know how anyone can listen to Madonna. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the whole thing right there. I don't know how anybody can listen to it. No. Wait, which of her 14 incarnations? Because that's the one of the tricky parts about Madonna is which Madonna don't you like? There's no there the there. There's not a person here. <laughs> right. There's no Madonna here. It's whoever she's stealing from. Whoever she's decided <laughs> to copy. It's whatever right. relatively unknown artist or hugely popular and famous artist from many years ago she's deciding to rip off or homage, if you will. Yeah, that's what's cringy about artists like Madonna. It's like, oh, so-and-so is putting out a new album or new single in 2018. You're like, oh, God, is this going to be like mumble rap? Yeah. Skrillex is going to be on it. What was popular three years ago? Yeah. That's on this Madonna track. If somebody said Lil Pump yep. and Madonna were putting out a song, I wouldn't even be faced. I'd be like, yes, of course they are, because that's exactly what Madonna would do. What I was going to say was, I don't know how anyone can listen to Madonna in a world where Kate Bush exists. Kate Bush maybe is kind of highbrow for people that yeah. are in that world, but we'll say Cindy Lauper, which is even a closer. Like a virgin Madonna, Kate Bush is so much better. Sure. And then pre that, Madonna would be Cindy, Cindy Lauper is a yeah. lot better. Sure. I'll never be able to forgive myself if I don't say the name Debbie Harry in this episode of this podcast. Blondie, come the fuck on. And then if you were to push all the way into more modern stuff, I think Lady Gaga is a better artist. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, Lady Gaga's way better than Madonna. <laughs> way better. Have you seen A Star is Born yet? No. Imagine Madonna in that role. No, you can't. Versus <laughs> yeah. the grandmother. <laughs> grandma love story. <laughs> Do you remember when Paula Abdul had a record deal for some fucking reason? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I remember Paula Abdul. Do you remember Abdul? when someone thought Paula Abdul needed to be singing? Wasn't she singing with a cartoon? In, oh, that, that cartoon wolf, I yeah. think, or a dog. or Yeah, I remember that. So Paula Abdul happened 10 years after Madonna. Everyone laughs at Paula Abdul. What a joke or whatever. Here's the thing, though. If you were able to fuck with the timeline, change nothing else but put Paula Abdul where Madonna was on the timeline. When Madonna comes out 10 years later, everyone's fucking laughing at her. Right. Promise. Yeah, yeah, Promise. Yeah. She just got in first. Oh, God. That's just making me remembering things I don't want to remember. Remember when Paris Hilton decided to have a DJ career? Yeah, that's this man. She's still, she wanted to sing and stuff too. She would like drop her own song. And this is recorded in 2018. I'm pretty sure she fucking <laughs> has another song coming out. Or I saw something that she was going to. But it's all Madonna's fault. This is the same shit, man. Also, is Madonna Stevie Nicks' daughter? Singing wise, looks wise, this is Fleetwood synth. That's pretty good. I like that. It is. Papa, don't preach. Tell me that's not Fleetwood Papa synth. Papa, don't preach. Everybody and Holiday yeah. sounds like Fleetwood Mac heard Prince and tried to make it sound like Stevie Wonder. It's like, it like if Stevie Nicks joined Funkadelic or something. And if that sounds interesting to you, it's fucking not. We are living in a material world. And I'm, 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 Those vibes are there. Super there. People that say that's not true haven't probably listened to it in a long time. You should go listen to it. Wait, you that's think, exactly you think that there are people like. who would disagree with anything that we say? I would sincerely hope not. I would hope that our reputations precede us at this point. Just accept what we're saying is absolute truth. We have very high standards for information. When did people think that Madonna became great? I'm curious. 
At what point in her career, because I mean, no one would defend that first album, I got to assume. So at what point do people think that Madonna became, she's now awesome? A decade into it, probably. Wait. When did that first single come out? Did you say 83? 83. 82 or 83, yeah. I just found this, man. It looks like she, in December of 1984, an Australian TV show asked Madonna how she felt about being referred to as the female Michael Jackson. Oh, boy. What the fuck? So so that's December 84. People thought that she was great from the jump, apparently. Also, female Michael Jackson, take that shit and shoot it off in outer space. We don't need that. This is not even good subpar singer, subpar dancer. She's not even a good entertainer. She gets booed. Here's a Michael Jackson quote. Quote, let's face it, she can't sing and she's just an okay dancer. What does she do best? She knows how to market herself. That's it. End quote. Michael Jackson. So we have new t-shirts, but I just realized, can we say how... How specifically can we describe the designs of our new shirts? Uh, we have shirts that roundaboutly might kind of make you think of a certain 90s grunge rock band uh, and or another famous rock band from the across the pond. It rhymes with the bowling bones. <laughs> the bowling bones. Yeah. Shmervana. <laughs> Shmervana. Come on down to yfbspod.com. Merch store. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a flag. Buy a pin. Buy a sticker. The female Michael Jackson, according to Australia, by the way, which what the fuck do they know? Mm -hmm. So I guess this first album was big. It certainly was not good. I didn't actually look up any sales numbers. I'm assuming it was massive. Holiday was huge. Well, the thing about Holiday is, I mean, if you listen to this first album, all the material is very bad. That song had been passed on by two former members of the Supremes who were not named Diana Ross. This isn't great material if it's getting <laughs> passed on. But yeah, the album was clearly made for people in clubs. That's what this is. This generic club music. Keep in mind the time period, 82, 83, New York City. I think how this happened is, we've talked about it before, the whole disco sucks movement. Mm -hmm. Mostly straight white dudes or closeted white dudes got really mad and racist and homophobic about disco, burning albums like <laughs> Nazi rallies and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it got super weird to listen to disco for a while and disco sort of went away. There was just this absence of dance music in popular culture. She just filled the Void. Fucking left the back door open, yeah, people. Yeah. That's what we did. And Madonna just skated right in there with Holiday. This is what happens when you turn your back on disco. Exactly. You turn your back on disco and the bar gets lowered so far that Holiday becomes a hit. Honestly, this is what you get. Turn your back on disco, you get Madonna. If you can't appreciate disco and you're gonna shit all over it, you get the material girl. You deserve this. The song Borderline, which does not earn its keep on any level as a song, is seven minutes fucking long. It's made for people who are gonna spend the first three minutes looking in their pocket for yeah. the baggie. <laughs> I know that's in here somewhere. Where is my blow? This song <laughs> sucks. I need drugs for this music. Like digging in their little spot in their bra. Got a seven minute pop song. I expect seven minute songs from guitar bands that like the circle jerk about how great they play guitar. Yeah. Not pop songs. Mastodon. Right. Metallica. Yeah, sure. Fully expect that. But not, no pop band should ever have a song really over four minutes. It's not like it even has a super incredible middle eight section or some shit. Wow, that's such a cool part. I'm glad they dove into that for three minutes in the middle of the seven minute song. Arguably. <laughs> I like how serious you just got. Because yes, I was <laughs> sincerely thinking. No pop song should be allowed to be over four minutes. They should just literally cut the song off at four minutes. If it's not done, that's it. It just ends. I would argue three and a half minutes. And here's the thing. I think if you listen to the first album, it sounds like, well, she can't sing. No. 
period. Her singing is terrible on this first album. That's just the fucking truth. I have a quote from her later that will say that. <laughs> we'll get there. Listen to the song, I Know It. I can't believe this song hasn't been removed from every reissue of this album. Madonna's gotta wake up in the middle of the night sweating sometimes because of how bad her fucking voice is on this song. If you listen to the first record, those songs don't make any sense. It sounds like a shotgun approach launching someone's career. Yeah, let's try all this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. See yeah. which songs stick and then we'll shape her career based on whichever songs become popular. Holiday. Bingo. Holiday becomes popular. Now when the next record comes out, it's moving in that direction. Yeah. The Rolling Stone review of her first single said her voice takes some getting used to <laughs> and quote, at first it doesn't sound like much at all. Then you notice it's one distinguishing feature, a girlish hiccup that the singer uses over and over until it's irritating as hell. Sorry, I, I gotta end this quote real fast. Then this guy does my absolute favorite thing that music writers do. Describe to you in great detail exactly why something sucks. Very next sentence tell you that it's good. <laughs> I hate why that shit. This is why this sucks. This is why this sucks. This is why this sucks. Yeah. Best album of the year. I've read so many reviews like that doing this show. You're describing why this isn't good. And then you're like, fucking great. Give them all the awards. It's almost like as the labels slide the money under the table to these magazines to be like, can you write about this album? Cool. We're going to be honest in the write up because nobody fucking reads. Yeah. They only read the five stars, five out of five best record of the year. And then they use that snippet to advertise the album. Exactly. That becomes the catchphrase. That's what goes on the sticker. Right. Horrible review, but the sticker's like, fucking buy it. So that guy said the one distinguishing feature was something she does with her voice over and over so much that it's irritating. He uses the word irritating in this positive review. And in the next sentence reads, quote, finally, you get hooked. And you start looking forward to that silly little catch in her voice, end quote. Yeah. No, dude, I don't. You just said why I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it because it's irritating as hell. I'm not going to listen to it enough times to where I start to like it. If you listen to it enough times, somewhere in there, you'll find something that you like. There's someone out there listening to the Barney theme song on repeat for the same reason right now. On this first album, I can't believe that they didn't bring in another person to sing her part and just let her think that it was her voice she was hearing because she's clearly delusional enough to believe that. She would have been like, damn, I sound great. She doesn't even like this shit. She blamed the producer for not knowing how to treat her vocals to make her sound like she might be better than an average karaoke singer. I've heard so many people We do live in Nashville, man. Our yes. standards are much higher. I know. Quick story. I came in here to visit one time back when downtown was much different. And I went mm -hmm. to a karaoke bar and people took it so serious. Oh, yeah. If you get up there and suck, it's not cool. No, it was so serious. There was a lot of really talented people. We have professional touring musicians and like backup vocalists who live in this city. Don't fuck with us. Yeah. And they go down and do karaoke better than the artists. No doubt people that sang these songs better than her. Karaoke. I actually guarantee right now someone in downtown Nashville singing one of these songs better. Oh, absolutely, man. If you do karaoke of a Lady Gaga song and you really nail it, people go, damn, they really crushed that song because yeah. the expectation is high. Yeah. If you do it with Madonna, nobody's no, that no. excited. Nobody is excited. Nobody cares. My guy friends cover Madonna and it was like, that's great. Even Madonna knows that Madonna's a bad singer. All we had to do was wait until she thought she became a good singer and then she started talking about it. She did that movie Evita in 1996. Mm -hmm. They made her take singing lessons because of fucking course they did. Now it 
matters, because this is the movie industry and not the music industry, we need this lady to sing. They made her take singing lessons. And she said after that, quote, I realized there was a whole piece of my voice I wasn't using. Before, I just believed I had a really limited range and was going to make the most of it, end mm. quote. I would love to hear Madonna raw. You know what I mean? Before it's been processed. No, you would not. I, no, I do. I <laughs> want to hear the raw vocals from one of her recordings. It would be like that video. Do you remember the video of Courtney Love that went around and some crazy how that was the first time that everyone realized Courtney Love couldn't sing? Listen to how bad she sounds live. Yeah, have you listened to the album? <laughs> yeah. I just want to hear it. Is that sick? Am I like a sick person? Because I want to hear that. Maybe. I just want to know what does she actually sound like? She knows. I know. And she. the thing is, is she's acknowledging yeah. she can't sing. She's literally saying, there's this whole other part of my voice I didn't know existed. Yeah, because you never learn how to sing. That's what I like thinking about, though. Everything that she does, all the dumb shit that she does, where you're like, wow, well, that seems like a very insecure person. What year was that? I mean, roughly. Well, Avita was 96. Okay, so uh, she had sold probably 30 million records yeah. by that point. Probably more. Knowing that she was a bad singer. When we're talking about a person behaving irrationally, and doing stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Well, it might have something to do with knowing that you don't deserve the success that you have. That might fuck with no, you. No, she knows. And so she's constantly needing attention in new ways. It's really fucking sad when you think about it this way. <laughs> that's, that I'm thoroughly depressed. This is not funny anymore. <laughs> it sounds right. Because she's never been this consistent person in her life. That's why she's always changing. There's nothing there. Right. Or look, imagine if she put out an album and someone was like, finally, Madonna is getting back to Madonna. What the fuck does that mean? That's actually brilliant. What the fuck? That's so true. Madonna goes back to her roots. What are her roots? Nothing. What is the root? Shitty singing and crappy dancing? You talking about karaoke made me think of something. Do you remember when malls had glamour shots? Yeah. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they still have it in some Really? Malls. Yes. I'm almost positive. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Fucking love this country. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. For people who don't know, if it's not still a thing, which I hope that it is, Glamour Shots was where you would go in and get your picture taken. It's usually a women thing. They have all these costumes like feather boas, real outrageous shit, soft focus, soft lighting to make you look all radiant or whatever. You know, mm. it's, it's a very 80s thing. Madonna's music career is like if malls had glamour songs. You ever want to be a major label pop artist? Come on down. <laughs> right. Put this outfit on and we'll auto-tune your voice to shit. And look, I know that people think that we're only being assholes because that's what we do. But you can't say that about the endless list of undeniably amazing and talented musicians who have all talked shit about how awful Madonna is. Would you like to hear some of this? Sure. Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine there's any fan of Madonna who would say that Sinead O'Connor is not a great singer or that she doesn't know what she's talking about when it comes to singing. Fair. Sinead O'Connor said Madonna is more of a gimmick than a real singer. Mm -hmm. Please pay attention here. She didn't say Madonna isn't a great singer. She didn't say that Madonna isn't a good singer. She said Madonna isn't a real singer. <laughs> That's vicious as fuck. Yeah, that's a deep cut. That's not even about what you sound like. That's about your reasons for doing what you do. Yeah, that's like one of those cuts actually fillets your skin open and you're immediately going, shit, I need oh. stitches. Cher and Madonna have always had a pretty catty relationship with each other. Sometimes they're fine. Most of the time they're not. Uh, even when they're in a good spot, it seems like Cher is always trying to be nice, but she still can't say good things about Madonna's voice or her songs. In 2013, when Cher and Madonna, I think were good, she said Madonna, quote, might be one of the most amazing artists I've known. I don't don't like everything she does for sure, but she's always riding the crest of the wave. She always saw trends way before anyone else and had great videos, end quote. <laughs>
I love it. You know what, Madonna? Yeah. Good music videos. That's like such a subtweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been in the music business for far too long. And I got to a point where I just didn't want to, I wanted to be more honest with people. And so when people would say, what do you think about so-and-so's band? What do you think about this band? I'd go, a really good people in the band. Really nice people. Real nice guys. That's like a really subtle way of saying they suck. What do you think about Madonna? Mm, 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 mm. Great videos. I like her name. Great name. Great videos. She basically just said... Cher's compliment for Madonna is that a lot of money gets spent on her career. She sees trends way before anyone else. Well, that's not her. That's her squad. Mm -hmm. She's got great music videos. That's just money. Almost none of her ideas are original. We'll fucking get to that. Queen of pop, more like queen of derivative. So a lot of money is spent on Madonna's music videos and Madonna's marketing. Yeah. Cool music. First album, I'm not good, but people seem to like this. She goes immediately in the direction of look at how shocking I am. Right. Everything is shocking now. Uh -huh. At the time when Tipper Gore is in the war on music, edgy heavy metal is Twisted Sister. Are you fucking kidding me? Twisted Sister is edgy. So of course Madonna on the pop side is edgelord supreme. This is the only way you get people to keep paying attention to this. Second album, Like a Virgin. This is probably the first version of Madonna that most people know. Pour graphic sex and organized religion into a lake of gasoline and strike a fucking match. Hey, everybody. Crosses on fire and interracial relationships on TV. Yeah. Look. Yeah, I mean, people lost their fucking minds. I, I don't think it's because she actually cared about those topics either. I think she was just doing it because she knew it would get a rise out of people. Maybe she cared. I don't know, but I, it doesn't seem it. It seems disingenuous. It seems like a ploy. Hucksterism. Right. Barnum and Bailey shit. Pick a topic in whatever year it is. Okay, we're going to talk about this. Whether or not you actually believe it. And, it. and maybe she didn't even do it. The people around her might have been like, you got to do this. I'm certain there are people who would call her a hero for doing this. Fucking with organized religion and introducing sex. Yeah, but so many people were exactly. already doing it and doing already it better. Already happening. It wasn't new. It's not like she had some astute observations about anything. And just to throw it back to Sinead O'Connor for a second, Madonna said some really shitty things about Sinead O'Connor. It's not like Madonna is some feminist fucking icon. She said that Sinead looked like she had a run-in with a lawnmower when Sinead had her head shaved. Madonna said Sinead looked about as sexy as a Venetian blind. That's not fucking cool. Here's what Sinead had to say about it. Quote, there's a woman that America looks up to as being a campaigner for women, slagging off another woman for not being sexy. And quote, she's right. You're fucking wrong if you want to defend that. 100%. There's no depth to Madonna. There's no purpose or intention to Madonna. It's product. And Madonna's shortcut to moving units is controversy, which again, Prince. I know yeah. I've already mentioned Prince, but Prince, 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 Prince. Dumb Viners and YouTubers and Instagram people, the people that got famous from just doing dumb shit. I threw this gallon of milk. Yeah, pranksters. Exactly. Yeah, you look at someone that does that shit and go, this person's dumb. You can't like Madonna in the same breath. She paved the way for all that shit. At least they don't take themselves serious. I don't think Prince really took himself that seriously. Um, I don't know. Played a lot of ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> what I find offensive about this, Prince put out an album titled Controversy in 1981, two years before Madonna's first album came out and three years before her pivot to Controversy. Controversy was Prince's fourth album, all right? Mm -hmm. But he was already a monster. He dropped his first album and everyone was paying attention to this guy. Yeah. Then he figured out that he can actually say something with the platform that he now has. Uh -huh. and he's always had a sense of humor about himself, I think. Gets a little serious here. Brings religion and sex into this mix. Title track is the first song. It has the Lord's Prayer in it. Everyone who heard the album Controversy would have listened to the song Controversy. There's no fucking way they didn't hear this album before for cutting like a virgin, especially dot, 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 because this fucking album came out on the same record label. Yeah. <laughs>
So, <laughs> do I have to spell this out? Yes. This dickhead, Madonna, starts fucking Prince two months after Like a Virgin comes out. Is this woman an actual succubus? <laughs> Pulling the musical life force out of this poor little man. Yes, that's exactly what happens. This woman is Dracula. If there was like a video or a picture on Earth of Madonna doing some sort of witchcraft thing, <laughs> idol with like Prince's pictures, oh. she's got candles lit to suck his life force out. Fortunately, Prince was a cosmic force of the universe. Thank fucking God. It would have been great to get him drunk or I don't know if he'd really drink or whatever. Get him playing ping pong because he played ping pong a lot. Give him to play ping pong and be like, all right, dude. Tell the truth about Madonna. Oh, oh, okay. I almost fucking forgot this. Some motherfucker's gonna come yell at me about how Nile Rodgers from Chic is all over the Like a Virgin album. Like, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. Madonna loved Chic just about as much as she loved everything Prince ever did, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And Nile Rodgers had just produced Let's Dance for David Bowie. So of course, Madonna fucking hired him. That was the cool thing last year. I want that. <laughs> and I would say if your best argument for Madonna is Nile Rodgers, then that's a pretty shitty argument for Madonna. Oh, you don't like Madonna? What about Nile Rodgers, bro? No, yeah. no. I mean, how about let's just send Madonna back to her apartment and make a fucking chic album. Let's do that. Madonna's not good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it was a good argument, the person making that argument would be like, we should have Madonna sing on every Chic album. Let's go back and add her vocal to the tracks. Oh, shit. Has anybody ever done we that? We could do that right now. Ever? She's so good that we should do that. Yeah. She makes Chic better. It's not Chic that makes Madonna listenable. It's Madonna that makes Chic good. Has Madonna ever guest vocaled on anything that you know of? People don't ask Madonna to be on their albums. Not because of her voice. Anybody that actually cares about talent wouldn't have her on there. I think maybe people will figure out how talentless she is. Hey, Madonna, we're going to come to the studio while you record that part for our album. She's like, no! <laughs> you can't come! Because she's not actually doing it. It's, it's Wizard of Oz. Can't <laughs> set too many fucking meetings, you exactly. know? <laughs> <laughs> no! You can't come. But yeah, like I'm saying, now Roger's getting paid to work with Madonna does not mean that Madonna is good. It means the opposite. It means now Rogers is so good that they paid him, which they did do. And he brought in the bass player and drummer from Chic. So yeah, like a virgin is basically a Chic album with Madonna singing on it. Poorly. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that's killer. No, but another Chic album would be a better album. Every Chic album is better than Like a Virgin. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. But, you know, probably making a shit ton of money. From here on out, by the way, the most money that gets spent on any Madonna album is definitely being spent on processing her vocals. Mm. For sure. Mm -hmm. If you listen to it, you can hear the thousands of dollars being spent on making her voice sound tolerable. Anywhere close to something that would be that would be played through speakers. People don't have their ears trained, maybe. If you listen to enough music, you start to hear shit. I think a lot of people were trained by Madonna. So if that's what you liked and that's what you came up with, then I can tell you how to hear the difference. Go listen to her first album and then listen to anything she made after that. And yeah. listen to the way her voice sounds. Her voice sounds so fucking different because they're spending tens of thousands of dollars to make it sound different. It's not like she picked up new singing skills until 15 or 16 years later. It certainly no. wasn't her by her own words. So it was for sure the people in the studio making her sound better. I will admit that Madonna had some of the most iconic music videos ever, but this isn't a podcast about how music videos need to be better. 
Because if it was, then I'd have to bring up how nearly every iconic image you can think of that is associated with Madonna is either someone else's work or intended as an homage or blatant ripoff of something else. Yeah, I wouldn't think there's anything in there that's like original. constantly ripping off the aesthetic of old movies, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, Marilyn Monroe type stuff, old ass movies, old artists. Uh, You can Google Madonna plagiarism. It's extensive. I found this website. I don't want to say the URL because I don't know if they're just full on crazy people or not, but I found this website that is completely dedicated to every instance of Madonna maybe ripping something off from someone else. Brilliant. I don't know how valid some of these claims are, but I do know that some of them are very valid. Like Voguing, she just sort of co-opted it. Trying to tell me that Madonna stole something? She stole an idea? I don't believe you. I know there are people who think that voguing is just something that Madonna came up with. I would think a majority of people think that. She basically documented something that was happening. Okay, kids, voguing is actually a perfect example of why everyone should stop paying attention to Madonna. And since we knew this episode would have to be a two-parter, I'm going to give you a little history lesson right now, maybe even some homework. The standard line, even from people who think they have the real story, is Madonna stole voguing from drag queens in New York City ballrooms. That is, of course, where voguing comes from, but it's a little more complicated than that, and I think the full picture is pretty important to have here. There's a documentary called Paris is Burning. It's about New York City ballrooms in the late 80s and early 90s. Some people have problems with this documentary, mostly because it was made by a white lady, and the focus is almost entirely on black and Hispanic people, many of whom felt taken advantage of when the documentary came out. That's a different conversation. No matter how you feel about that, this documentary does exist. The lady who made it, Jenny Livingston, the first time she saw someone voguing was in 1983, okay? It was obviously already a thing by that time, or she'd have never seen it. 1983, she finds out about drag balls, meets Venus Extravaganza, Willie Ninja, all these folks. She spends the next seven years documenting this scene. Now, a couple years before the documentary comes out, she meets Malcolm McLaren. I hope this is a name you already know, because he's the guy who pulled one of the greatest con jobs in the history of the music business in creating the Sex Pistols. In the late 80s, as a result of this meeting, Malcolm McLaren has in his possession a videotape of the unreleased documentary Paris is Burning. Malcolm and some other people make a song about voguing called Deep in Vogue. The song starts with him saying, quote, This has got to be a special tribute to the houses of New York. La Beja, Extravaganza, Magnifique, Saint Laurent, Omni, Ebony, Dupree, end quote. He brings the godfather of voguing, Willie Ninja, overseas to rap on this song and to be in the music video, which of course features voguing in it. There's not much more this guy could have done to direct people to the source of all this shit. And guess what? It's a fucking hit song. In July of 1989, Deep in Vogue is the number one dance song in America for one week. Five months later, Madonna goes into the studio to record Vogue. Now, if I haven't already said it, I'd encourage you to go listen to the song Deep in Vogue and then listen to the song Vogue. These songs sound a lot alike. I don't think that's an accident at all because one of the people involved in making Deep in Vogue is a guy named William Orbit. 
A couple years later, he was hired to do a remix of Madonna's song, Erotica, and in 1997, he was the main producer and co-writer for the Madonna album, Ray of Light. Madonna has said she's a big fan of William Orbit's work, dating all the way back to 1987. The biggest difference I can hear between Vogue and Deep in Vogue is Malcolm's song has a real singer on it, and the list of names Madonna reads in her song is a bunch of famous white people who have nothing to do with any of this. When Madonna's single came out in 1990, it sold more copies than any other song by any other artist that year. If someone can explain to me why that's cool or something that should be celebrated, if you can tell me why that's good or why that's a thing that should be at all, I would love to know. The most common defense I see is that Madonna made voguing popular and nobody would have cared about it for the short time that they did without her. This is the same you should do it for free because it's good exposure bullshit that every person listening to this who does creative work, every person you know who does creative work, wants very bad things to happen to the next person that says this to them, and in this case, it's not even a plausible argument. Vogue came out after Madonna already made four albums. Everyone already knows whatever she's doing now, she's not going to be doing it for very long. And whoever's still doing it after she stops is OMG so uncool. You do not want this kind of exposure. Madonna is the last trend chaser you want hanging around in your kitchen asking for the recipe because she's going to add dog shit to it and tell the world that's how it tastes. You don't have to swallow it, honey. Just chew it up and spit it out. That's what I do. Next, even if you do want to pretend like Madonna is some curator of trends and it's so honorable and charitable of her to go out and find what's being said and done on the cutting edge of the world, then forward it on to us, the lowly masses, I just explained to you how that's not even what she's doing. She's waiting for someone else to do that and then ripping them off. All right, sorry, I don't usually go on a rant like that in an episode outro, but sometimes there are points that can't be made within the usual format of this show. Please share this episode on your social media, your message boards, your email newsletters, your group chats, anywhere that you can. If this is one of the first episodes you've listened to, I do hope you'll subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast. One more thing before I go. Uh, The intro of this episode is 100% real. If you go back and listen with the knowledge that Mark Mosley has no idea he's being recorded for the first minute and a half, it's hilarious for several different reasons to me. We'll be back in a couple weeks with Madonna's part two. I'll probably need that much time just to calm down a little bit. We're also going to try to record some new stuff to plug into the original episode recording because Madonna's always doing something stupid to stay in the news. It's honestly almost impossible.